Blog Talk Radio. So it's faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know, a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they were pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about well, totes? Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me here again on the Atheist Roundtable, this weekly live call-in show about atheism, agnosticism, belief, non-belief, a whole bunch of other things that are just going to flow into your host stream of consciousness here on Blog Talk Radio every Sunday night at 11 p.m. That's when the show goes live. And if you want part of the show live, when it's live, then you call uh, 347-338-8342. That's the number to call to be part of the show live when it's live, Sundays at 11 p.m. And then you get to talk to me. I'm your host. My name is Andrew Garber, and I want you to be my friend. Be my friend on Facebook and like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable. And if you really, really want to just give me warm fuzzies all over, then you will leave me a five-star review on iTunes, and that will absolutely leave me just feeling all warm and cuddly inside. Yes, if you are a, uh, well, normal person, and you are not awake at 11 p.m. on Sunday, or, you know, what used to be 24 hours ago, 10 o'clock on Sunday, because now we have daylight saving can't stand it. Anyway, if you're a normal person, not up at this time of night, then you can always call and leave a voicemail at the Atheist Roundtable voicemail line. That's 765-280-3066. 765-280-3066. That's the number to call if you're a normal person and you're not up at 11 o'clock. I've got a couple more uh, housekeeping things that I need to go over real quick before I get to the meat of the show. First, I am working on getting some interviews together because I told everybody at the beginning of 2016 that I was going to do more interviews, and then I kind of stopped. Well, that's because I am stupid, and I tried to record an interview with Walter, and um, uh, I, we, were, we, we were having technical difficulties, equipment issues, whatever, okay, and there was a weird echoey thing, so I plugged in a microphone into my laptop to try to get rid of that echo. And when I did that, the recording stopped because I'm stupid. Okay, so we're going to have to try that again. I need to get a couple more interviews on the line. So so that's why I'm doing this show tonight. Okay, I'm stupid and I'm sorry too. So that's my apology to Walter. He doesn't listen to the show. That's all right. I also, me, I am like three weeks behind. I am like three weeks behind on thanking Jeff. Jeff, Thank you so much. You are awesome. And if I were a creative person, I would uh, compliment your genitals like they do on the scathing atheist. But I'm not that good, so I'm just going to go with you're a beautiful person and I love you. And thank you, Jeff. I needed to say that out loud on the show with your name, and I haven't done that 
because I'm dumb. Also, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook already, I often send out links to the show prior to the show going live, saying, you know, at 11 o'clock p.m., we're going to talk about this thing, okay? That link doesn't actually work until the show goes live, okay? You can click on it beforehand, right? But then nothing will happen. and Something will happen when the show has gone live, and then you can start listening, or you can listen to it in an archive afterwards. But when I post that thing at like 10 or 9.30 or 10.45, whatever, then that link doesn't actually do anything until after the show goes live. And a few people have messaged me on Facebook saying, things to that nature that they thought that something wasn't working because they were trying to – someone was trying to call one day before even I had called in to the line. And so anyway, that's that. Okay, I've wasted enough time on that. Let me talk about what's been happening to me in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I mentioned before that uh, my wife had to have major surgery uh, to remove a huge tumor – from her abdomen, well, from her ovary. It it was her ovary, really. I mean, it it really taken over, grown out of, uh, to to, to monster-sized proportions. They had to have surgery uh, several weeks ago. We've been going to the doctor ever since. We've been talking to oncologists, gynecologists, gynecological oncologists, and a whole bunch of people. We even uh, got to go to Indianapolis uh, for a consultation with another specialist, um, and while we were in the doctor's office in Indianapolis, there are a whole bunch of things on the wall, right? There's a lot of things on the wall. There are flyers on the wall, a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, and one of the things that caught my eye was a pamphlet. This this pamphlet uh, that I got in my hand here is a bit larger than uh, normal tracks, normal chick tracks. I mean, this is like a greeting card size. Thing. And it's printed on on all the sides, um, and it's entitled the Wellness Series Mind, Body, Spirit uh, from from the uh, from the Cancer Center. There, some of these things are really good. All right, we've got yoga first Tuesday of every month. There's nothing really wrong with yoga. Back in my day, we called it calisthenics. We didn't assign any uh, spiritual cheese stuff to it. But we did, we did call it calisthenics, and we did know that stretching feels good, and it can improve health. And it's a low-impact kind of exercise that is really good for people who need to do very low-impact exercise, all right? The second Tuesday of every month is cooking for health, right? Because when you have cancer, if you're receiving chemotherapy, your diet and nutrition becomes extraordinarily important. And so we want to make sure that people are being, you know, fed well during this kind of treatment. It's very important. It's very good stuff, right? There's a guest speaker on the fourth month, on the fourth Tuesday of every month. Some of those are good, some of those are bad. That's hit and miss with any speaker series, all right? So, so, so I've got Tuesdays out of uh, out of a month where, we, where we're going to do something, and three out of four are decent, right? We've got we've got yoga. We got cooking, and we have a guest speaker, and and, and the guest speakers are hitting this. That's the way it is with any guest speaker. On the third Tuesday, we have healing touch and Reiki. Healing touch and 
Reiki. Now, if you don't know what Reiki is, then it is not – it's like healing touch, except it's the opposite. You, you, you don't actually touch a person when you are doing Reiki. You, like, hold your hand, I don't know, five, three, two centimeters away from a person, right, and you concentrate really, really hard on your hand – and you send healing energy through your hand into the other person. Uh, of course, that doesn't work because that's stupid. All right. And of course, then there's healing touch, which is different from Reiki in that you actually touch a person. Uh, I just want to read a couple of words from the blurb on the healing touch and Reiki on the third Tuesday of every month. Participants are fully clothed while experiencing this healing bliss. But wait, wait, why wouldn't it be fully clothed? You know, we never had to say that we were going to be fully clothed during yoga, during our cooking class, or during our guest speaker series. But for some reason, we found it necessary to remind our participants that we will be fully clothed during our healing touch and Reiki sessions. I suppose that might be to distinguish it from those fakey, nakey, rakey sessions. You know, when, we were, when my wife and I were in the doctor's office, uh, when I said fakey, nakey, rakey out loud to her, we just started giggling like mad. I mean, we, we were laughing so much that every time a nurse or a doctor would come in the room, they'd be like, oh, well, you're in good spirits today. I, that's, that's great. And we were just like, hey, you've got a thing on the on the wall, it's just so. Uh, that was also fun to try to uh, to try to wave off the fact that we were laughing at making fun of one of the things that was hanging on the wall in my doctor's office. Now, this is something that's hanging on the wall in my doctor's office. This is not something that my doctor or, or my wife's doctor uh, themselves is prescribing to or or is endorsing in any way. These are things that are ancillary to the doctor's office, to the practice, to the center where we're going. And yet, it is printed with the logo on it. So while I understand that this may not be fully endorsed, it certainly does give that appearance that we're going to be inspired by woo and not medicine at this place of medicine, this reputable place of medicine in downtown Indianapolis. On the way back from Indianapolis, we had to stop for gas, as one does at a gas station. And in those um, uh, credit card application holdy dealies that are outside at your gas station, uh, fill them up, pump, right? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, where they hold all those applications for all those credit cards. In one of those was a track, a, a trifold track from some place called the Baptist, the Faith Baptist Church in Avon, in Avon, Indiana, which is close but not exactly where we were going that day, kind of traveling through Avon, I guess. I don't think that uh, the church actually left this year. I think someone was trying to throw it away there. Um, I think that it was a polite way of getting rid of it. I don't know. In any case, I saw it and felt like I had found a wild Pokemon, and I had just had to snatch it, just had to grab that thing so that I could have it. Um, I uh, 
it's titled, Are You Certain You're Going to Heaven? Now, this one, uh, you know, the first one, I was in an office. It was passed away on the wall. This one was sitting at a gas station in a place where someone had probably tried to get rid of it, and I picked it up. So, you know, just, just to keep that in perspective. Um, it's not like this thing came to me. I literally came to it. But what it says here um, is something that I hear a lot from believers, right? This idea that uh, the Bible clearly teaches that you can know for certainty where your everlasting home will be. All you need to know is whether or not you have said the sinner's prayer, right? Whether or not you have said and accept, said the sinner's prayer and accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior into your life. There are a lot of Bible quotes in here. There are a lot of things from Romans, I see. Um, uh, almost all of them come from Romans, except for John 3.16. Uh, so that's, all, that's also very interesting that they chose to go with uh, to, to, to chose to go with Romans. There is a um, there's a website, and a phone number, and that kind of stuff. And so you know me, if I find a tract and uh, it's from a church and they have a website, I'm going. Uh, I I visited the website. Uh, it's it's really it's actually uh, for a church, and I don't I don't mean that like. For a church. I mean, this is a really well done website. And a lot of times when you go to a church website, they're just like, I don't know, kind of, well, they're not put together very well. This one was put together extraordinarily well, except, except I couldn't find the contact us uh, button uh, to, to get me to an email address so that I could send an email. What I did find, however, thankfully, was a link to their Facebook page on Facebook, right? So I went to their Facebook page. I sent them a message. Uh, I'm hoping to be able to have an interview with them. But as I have found so often in the past, when they get an invitation like this from an atheist out of the blue, they tend not to respond. So, But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, I really would like to uh, uh, talk to these guys a bit. Have you guys noticed that if a church is willing to put out a tract, right, if a church is willing to spend the money uh, to produce these things and to put their contact information on it, generally speaking, these are not the progressive kind of churches that one would want, uh, that one might, uh, you know, these tend to be the fundamental uh, young earth creationists um, these tend to be extraordinarily uh, Bible literalists. They tend to be King James-only people. Uh, it, I, I just think it's weird that uh, there's, there, there's a lot of evangelical uh, groups, sects, if you will, and yet it's the truly fundamental ones, the uh, really... Um, well, the, the ones that are really not good, um, that tend to make these tracks, the ones that hold the views that I think are most damaging to society, are the ones that, hold, that make tracks like this and push them out, saying that it's a bad idea for people to try to get people to go to their club. All right? Not saying that. 
saying that it's weird that I don't see more progressive churches making their own tracks. You would think that that's what happened. You know, sometimes I wonder um, what atheist tracks would look like. Well, I mean, I know you can get non-tracks from the Freedom From Religion Foundation. And by the way, if you ever want to get some really good non-tracks, some counter-tracks, FFRF.org is the place to go. Uh, They're cheap and they're awesome, but they don't, what what they don't do is they don't do what I think it was Daryl Ray, Dr. Daryl Ray has said. The real advertisement for atheism ought to be the sex. You know, over here in atheism, you can have sex outside of marriage. You can have sex in your marriage. You're not limited to one one man, one woman. You can have the sex that you want to have so long as it's with consenting adults. Have all the sex that you want all the weird, freaky sex. You can have, if you want to have a polyamorous relationship, go for it. Because over here in atheism, we should be advertising in atheism that we have all the sex. That should be a tract for atheism. Come to atheism, have the sex. That's, that's all I'm saying. And, and it sounds like I might, it might sound like I'm making a joke, but really, <laughs> I'm kind of not. Uh, it, it, it really is true that atheists have guilt-free sex. The last tract that I need to talk about tonight, uh, my wife, my wife accidentally threw away, so I don't have that one in front of me. Just this morning, just this morning, there was a knock at the door, and we were expecting uh, uh, the kid's grandma, uh, my wife's mom, to stop by. All right, so I just sent one of the kids to go answer the door so I could continue playing Super Mario Maker, right? I wasn't getting up off the couch, stopping to play Super Mario Maker, just to answer the door for Nana, all right? Nana can come on in, all right? But uh, it wasn't Nana. It was a gentleman handing out watchtower tracts and inviting people to a Jehovah's Witnesses uh, party. The, the word in the tract was party, okay? I don't... Do, do, do J-Dubs actually party? There were a couple parties coming up for Easter weekend, all right? Uh, I didn't know that J-Dubs subscribed to the idea that died on Wednesday. Did anybody else know that? That J-Dubs think that Jesus died? I grew up Catholic, all right? I always thought that Jesus died on Friday. And that was the first kind of thing that I thought when I was reading this, that, you know, on Wednesday evening, they're going to have this big to do this big party celebrating Jesus' death. And I'm like, I thought Jesus died on Friday. Wait a minute, that's just, I, 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 it just seems weird. I don't I don't know what the difference is. I mean, to me, it, it doesn't make it Wednesday. To, to me, the big difference is, is that Friday is on the weekend, right? And Wednesday is not. That's, that's really the difference that I see in my mind. There's going to be, there's another, uh, I don't know if it's a smaller to-do or just a different to-do, but it was advertised very differently, this, the, the celebration that they're going to have on Easter Sunday. And I I, I don't know. I, I didn't think J-Dubs did the celebrating thing. Am I wrong? Do they, do they, do they make an exception for, uh, for Easter? Is, is that a thing that they do? I don't know. If I didn't have 
so many other things going on with my wife's cancer and her chemotherapy going to start next week, then I would consider going to this. All right, but I, there is not there is not a chance that I'm going to be able to make things on a Wednesday evening, or certainly not on a Sunday evening, because those are going to be pretty much straddling the days when the chemo is going to be happening. So no, all right. That's uh, one of the reasons why the thing went straight to the trash can. But but anyway, I'm getting off track here because my daughter, my seven year old daughter, went to the door to answer the door, and I'm again playing Mario Maker on the couch, thinking that it's Nana coming in the house. It's not Nana. And I, I immediately realize it when I hear a masculine voice <laughs> at the door, right? Uh, and, but as I get to the door, he's just handing the, the tract to my daughter and saying, and saying, I hope you and your dad will be able to join us uh, for, for, for this. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. And I'm looking, I'm looking around for my, uh, for my iPod, for some kind of recording device, and I'm like, just a sec. Um, um, and he was like, no, no, that's it. That's all I need. You just take that. Then he was on. I was like, oh, well, well, that was a bummer. I, I was hoping to be able to talk to the guy, you know, but uh, he kind of ran away. He kind of acted like he didn't want to talk. And that's going to be my final point for tonight. I wonder if sometimes these tracks are meant to give believers a way to do the evangelizing thing without actually having to interact with people. And don't get me wrong, I get it, okay, because a lot of people are jerks, right, when it comes to uh, uh, can you have a minute to talk about eternal salvation or something like that. Um, I get it, okay, that, that, that sometimes it's easier to keep people, you know, at a distance, at an arm's length, right, to... To, to push them away so that you don't get into, like, some weird, crazy, angry altercation with wackadoos, right? But at the same time, you know, if you're evangelizing, uh, kind of wish there was, like, a, uh, a secret handshake, a, a weird signal, uh, 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 clap your hands three times or something, I don't know, just to say, no, 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 it's cool. I want to talk. I want to have a conversation. I want to... I, I, Please come on in, and then you don't have to back away. You don't have to be afraid. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat you. We can stand on the front porch if it's a nice day. You know, we can talk. Uh, I just want to be able to to record the conversation so that I can share it with y'all later, right? Um, that's that. That's it. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a way for me to do that because I was trying to come up with, you know, single-handedly the, the, the secret handshake. Well, the guy's backing away, and so I know he's thinking that, wow, that guy is just completely nuts. Because uh, I'm trying to think, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm not wacky at all. No, look at me. No, I'm. you can talk to me. We can have a great conversation. And so I know that immediately he's just like, no, no, this, this, this guy is flipping his lid. No, I, don't, I do not need to be here anymore. And there's a little girl thinking that this is perfectly normal, so I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I just wish there was some way to communicate that, um, that, that I'm a friendly kind of person. There should be some kind of signal, handshake, something, so that we can have these kinds of conversations. But that's, uh, I guess that's too much to ask. Look, uh, I apologize. Uh, I have been uh, kind of off my game lately. Um, 
Uh, I was supposed to have an interview tonight, and I didn't. I've been supposing to offer my thanks to Jeff for like three weeks. It happened. Um, I should have explained how those links to the show were, and I didn't. So I'm just completely off. And um, you're going to have to forgive me because I'm probably going to continue to be a little bit off for the few, for the coming weeks, uh, especially with all of the stuff happening with uh, with my wife and her cancer. Listen, I do want to say, however, that I am so thrilled and thankful for all the people who have offered their their uh, their help, their support. I truly do. Oh, hey, listen, uh, I actually have a caller, and I. I've only got a few minutes left, but uh, area code three five two. You're on the atheist roundtable. Who's it? Melina. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you? Oh hear yeah, me? there you are. I, there, now okay. I can hear this you. This is Melina, and I just wrestle with the idea between refusing to take those pamphlets and inclined to take them, knowing that I'll just throw them away and it costs them money. What do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, I I actually enjoy reading them. Uh, it takes, and, and this might be because I'm a masochist. Um, I I enjoy trying to remember uh, what it was like to be a believer, to to remember what it was like to believe these things, to be inspired by these things. Uh, there was a time in my life when that was true for me, and I try to put myself in a place where. Um, where I can look at these and think to myself, someone thinks, at least, someone at least thinks that these are convincing to somebody uh, and uh, try to get in that mindset. I, 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 I like them. I like taking them, not because I think that they're costing people money, because I think that, you know, somebody is going to, somebody's already figured that out. But I try to fit my brain into that. Um, have you ever bought any of the non-tracks that Freedom from Religion Foundation sells to potentially uh, give back? Well, I have. Uh, I have certainly. I haven't purchased them because I am a and I have no money. With when in the few months that I was privileged enough to lead a secular student alliance group uh, at my local college. There was a, uh, a starter pack that came with a lot of samples of those tracks, uh, and they are phenomenal. They are amazing. I love them. Well, thanks for everything you do. I enjoy your show. Well, thanks so much for calling. I really appreciate it. And it was a great way to cap this to cap this show with your call. Uh, thanks for listening. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Atheist Roundtable. Take care of yourselves because God isn't here. We are. Good night. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of Atheists humanists and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided as always by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God is here. We are. Take care of yourselves. <laughs>